You are listening to the Love Where You Are podcast. This is a place to equip and encourage you to grow in your faith, love your people well, and share the love of Jesus right where you are. I'm your host, Summer Colbert, and today's episode will close out our fall series, Lies Good Moms Believe. And I can't think of a better way to close out than with today's guest. Let me tell you why. We've spent the last 12 weeks identifying and calling out the lies the enemy speaks to you, the hearts of moms. We've countered each lie with the truth of scripture and encouraged you to embrace the incredible role you've been given as biblical steward over the lives of your children. Now, what about the lies the enemy speaks to the hearts of your kids? If you're anything like me, you can handle a little attack here and there, but when the enemy messes with your babies, look out. If you're thinking, how and where do I even begin teaching my kids about something that I am still battling myself? This episode is for you. Today, I am joined by author and speaker, Charity Rios. Charity is here to share today about her latest book release, My Heart's Garden. This is a picture book and workbook designed for parents and kids to equip them to identify and battle against the lies the enemy speaks to the hearts of children. I absolutely loved this episode with Charity as we discussed things like her four-step process of teaching your kids to tend their hearts and identify the lies of the enemy, how to teach our kids about the enemy without scaring them, how to identify what she calls heart flags and what it means to become a student of your children, how to give permission for constant conversation with your kids and create an open door to guide them as they grow and learn to hear God's voice and lean into his comforting presence as they encounter life's challenges, both little and big. Are you ready? I'm so grateful you're joining me today. Let's close out this series and let's dive in. Hey friend, thank you so much for listening in today on the Love Where You Are podcast as we are closing out our series, Lies Good Moms Believe. There's some bittersweet feelings going on here in the studio today, but I got to tell you today, I am so honored to welcome to the show author of My Heart's Garden, Charity Rios. Charity, welcome. Thank you so much for being here. Oh, thank you, Summer. I am so excited to be here. I love the series that you've been doing. Super passionate about it. Thank you so much. Well, listen, when you reached out to me about your latest project, I just got so excited and I thanked the Lord for his sovereignty over the series because y'all, what a way to close out. And I'm going to explain to you why here in just a second, because as you know, we are in a series called Lies Good Moms Believe, and we have spent the last 12 weeks speaking to you, Christian mamas, to encourage you to identify the lies that the enemy speaks to your heart to and to equip you with truth and scripture to counter the lies and overcome them. And Charity, you have just released an incredible resource that does the exact same thing, but for kids. And that's why I love this. And I cannot wait for you to share. I love that he led you to create this resource. And so I just want to dive right in with this discussion with you and have you share your heart and all about my heart's garden. So let me ask you first, what led you to create this book? Yeah, well, um, I had a pretty intense, traumatic life experience about 12 years ago. Um, My dad had really struggled with mental illness his entire life. Um, And then he ended up taking his own life um, Mm. about 12 years ago. And so, you know, as anyone listening can imagine, or, you know, some of y'all may have gone through just a really traumatic, unexpected loss like that, whether it was through suicide or something else. Um, And you know that there's a lot of pain there and there was a lot of grief and um, God just in his kindness, he used a lot of things in my healing journey to bring healing. But 
one of the main things that he used was something called prayer ministry at my church. And they just, you get to sit down with somebody that loves Jesus and has gone through some training. And they basically lead you through something called listening prayer, where Mm -hmm. you just bring whatever it is that the Lord is highlighting. Maybe it's a grief, a trauma, a struggle you've gone through. Maybe it's a sin struggle you're dealing with. Um, And that person just facilitates really a conversation with God. And God like used these prayer ministry sessions to bring like major breakthrough in my heart to expose lies that I was believing about my identity. Um, I was believing a lie that I was alone, that I was an orphan, that I didn't have a father anymore, you know, and, Mm. and he used that time to speak just so much truth over me, like the identity that he is the perfect father, you know. All of us have fathers. None of them are perfect, Um, but we do have a perfect father, God. And through that, those sessions, I really started walking in a lot of healing and freedom and not just in that area, but it, it opened my eyes to understand that I was believing lies in other areas too. And understanding like how those were connected to things that were like painful in my past. Um, And so when you leave the prayer ministry session, they give you this tool and it's called tending your heart, just a little one page document. Um, But they're like, hey, you know, like this time has been so powerful. But guess what? You can do this in your own time with God. You don't have to like wait till you get into another prayer ministry session to connect with God and expose the lies and receive God's truth. You can do it on your own in your own time with God. And I was like, Awesome. Great. (laughs) Because I need this help. And so um, I learned how to do this process called tending your heart, which is really just exposing the lies of the enemy, getting rid of those lies and receiving the truth of God's voice and his word in exchange. And that process transformed my life. Um, And so during that time I was single and then I became a mama and I was like, wow, I would really love a resource for my kids to learn how to tend their hearts, to walk in truth from a very, very young age. So they're not like me as an adult having to go back and like kind of rework some of my like thought processes that weren't rooted in the truth. I've been following God for a long time, but you know, like so many of your listeners can relate to, I was still believing a lot of lies that affects our behaviors. It affects our relationships and all those different things. So, um, just started thinking that would be so cool to have a children's book like that. And um, then one night I was nursing my son, my third son, I have four boys, third son, nursing him in the middle of the night. And just these words popped into my head that became part of this story, not all of the words, but um, a bulk of the story just popped into my head. And so I was like scrambling on my iPhone. I was like, "Ah, this must be like from God because it's like two in the morning and I'm like completely incoherent. But like all of a sudden these like (laughs) rhyming words are in my head, you know? I love it. Yeah. So it was, it was crazy. It was fun. So that was the beginning of it. And that's why I wrote the book. Oh, that is so fantastic. And I love that. And I love what you said about not having to go back and repair, you know, Mm -hmm. you're being proactive as a mom and you've, the Lord has allowed you to create a tool where we can take that in hand and be proactive with our own kids. So so I'm super, super excited to share about this, but let's dive into, I want to ask you as you have worked through creating this resource, what are the common lies that you feel the enemy speaks to the hearts of our kids? Mm, Wow. That's a great question. And I feel like 
there are a lot, you know, not, not to be discouraging or overwhelming. You know, I don't feel like every kid struggles with these lies, but I feel like a core one that I see in kids and even in my own kids, you know, that I'm trying to proactively address is just issues of identity. And wow, we see that in our culture right now, like on display, like the enemy is ruthless right now. He's like attacking the core of our kids' identity, even down to their gender. I mean, like it just blows my mind. I never thought I would see this day happen, Right, but it's happening. You know, where like the enemy is coming in and he is like saying like, are you really a girl? Are you really a boy? Just like that beautiful, holy way that God has given us our gender. He's attacking that fundamental place. And if that, you know, isn't enough, then it's like about this, their sexuality, you know, like, is it, is it, well, maybe I'm a girl. Maybe I should marry a girl. Oh, maybe I'm what may, maybe I don't know. Maybe I like boys and girls, you know, and, and he's confusing that, like, just even like that pure place that's in us to like have beautiful friendships with people of the same gender. He's confusing those areas, you know? And so and my kids right now, they're, they're pretty protected. They're, you know, at a little bubble, but I know a lot of kids listening aren't super protected right now that, you know, depending on their ages, my kids are young, seven and mm-hmm. under, um, and they're in a private school, but I even see that in them, you know, like I see, um, just like issues of performance, like my oldest, he's kind of that classic oldest, like perfectionist wants to please everybody, you know, and Um, And so when I'm working with him on, you know, maybe it's memorizing spelling words or whatever at home, I'll see that he'll just get like so down on himself, like almost immediately if he misses one. And I'm like, buddy, it's okay. You know, and I'm just thinking, where is this coming from? Because like, I'm not, I'm not a perfectionist. (laughs) And so I'm like, I don't think that I'm broadcasting that on him. You know, I think it's just like, sometimes it's looking at the wonderful way that God has made our children. Like God has made him to love detail and to pay attention to those things, to be a person of excellence. That's an amazing way God has made him. But sometimes the shadow side of that, I kind of like to think of it is, is that you can like, you know, get hung up on like, am I performing well enough, you know, like getting down on yourself really quickly. And so that's just, you know, one. And then my second child is like complete opposite of my first one. Maybe some of your listeners have those kids that are like complete opposites. (laughs) You're like, I do too. And just send you for a loop and you're like, woo, don't even know. And so with my second one, he just doesn't even want to try anything, you know, or if he does something, he's like, Oh no. I like, even today I like wanted to hang up this little apple he had made at school. And I was like, Oh, this is so cute. I, I like this. And he was like, no, it's not. No, it's not. Oh, no. You know, and he's kind of like always comparing himself to his older brother. Like I'm not as good at soccer as him, you know? And so like, you can like, if you as a parent are really kind of like on the offensive with the kids and tuned into just even like their self-talk that you're hearing, you know, yes. I'm like, wow, where's this coming from? I know neither myself or your dad or your teachers are speaking these things over you. And so I'm like, okay, wow. I see that the enemy is like already trying to come in, you know, and, yeah. and speak some lies over you. Yes. And so I think just like those, those issues of worth, I think are really, um, really areas where the enemy likes to, to come in and speak lies. But yeah, absolutely. And you're so right. And that's a, that's a core value. I mean, if he can attack that, then he can start to just 
add to that, right? And then right, exactly more and more and more that he can just add to because mm-hmm. his intent is to still kill and destroy. Yeah, he, right, he exactly. Relenting in that pursuit mm-hmm. of our destruction, and so and that starts with our kids at a very young yeah. age. And so yeah. it's such a good point. And you know, you were talking about that and describing your kids, and it's so funny because I have three, and my firstborn and my secondborn are just exactly as you described. <laughs> I'm laughing to myself. And the similarities to your kids. And I just, I think about, and this is kind of a side note, but I just really feel like we need to encourage uh, the moms who are listening because I take on as a failure Mm. when they struggle with something. Yeah, right, right. So let's deviate for just a second and encourage mamas, listen, we're all born in the sin struggle. Mm -hmm. And so we're all born vulnerable to mm-hmm. the attack of the enemy and our children are going to struggle with their own things. And that is yeah. not hear me, mama. That is not a reflection of a failure on your mm-hmm. part. As a mom. Mm-hmm. I have to be reminded of that this mm-hmm. morning when my yes. six-year-old daughter had an epic meltdown and I was like, what am I not giving her that would cause her yeah. to feel so fearful and insecure? Cause my right. youngest daughter struggles with a lot of fear and anxiety. Mm-hmm. And so I am projecting all of that all of her struggles onto failure as a mom. And so I have to really stop today and go, no, I reject that in Jesus Mm. name. He's going to struggle on her. All of our kids are going to struggle and we are not there. Our purpose as their parents is not to protect them or keep them from struggling because that is a hopeless pursuit. They're going to struggle. Our job as parents is to help them learn how to struggle well and mm-hmm. to look to the only perfect one. Right, so I have exactly. to kind of jump on that platform or just That's a second. So that good. The Lord is speaking that to me today. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. mama, hear that their struggles yes. are not your failures. Yes. Oh. So Charity, let's talk about that a little bit further though, as we talk about they're all going to have their own little individual struggles, their hangups based on their personality, based on mm-hmm. their birth order. So, and we as moms, you know, we are so much in the mode, whether my kids are a little bit older than yours, but we're still just kind of in the keep the tiny humans alive, keep, the <laughs> alive, you know, yeah. and we get really busy. And, and I myself have been so guilty of overlooking moments where I really need to pause and speak mm-hmm. life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So how would you encourage the mama who's listening to slow down? to recognize those weak spots and those places individually in your kiddos so that you can recognize their needs and steward them accordingly. Mm, Yeah, that's so good. And I just, first of all, just want to say that I'm right there with you and trying to slow down. I have four (laughs) kids under the age of seven. And so we are definitely in survival mode. And sometimes I'm just like, wow, I just, it feels like I can't handle it crisis of your heart right now because like there's a one-year-old screaming and my three-year-old is obsessed with orange juice and asking me for it every 20 minutes which is like a true story like true reality at our house he's like orange juice orange juice and then like the one-year-old has poop and then like one of my older kids this like literally happened at the end of a walk yesterday like I'm on a walk with all my kids I'm trying to get them inside because I had to go to something oh birthday party like I had to get the baby down I had to get to the birthday party so I'm just thinking about like getting them in the garage passing the older ones to daddy so I can get the baby down so I can go to this birthday party and like have right. some girl time. But like, as we're coming to our driveway, my oldest son, who's seven, 
Um, we had a cat that died like three years ago. So he was only like four years old, but this cat like slept in his bed. And this cat was not like a normal cat. It was like a dog basically. Like, and so he just was like this beloved member of our family. Right. Yeah. So he lost, you know, he lost him and he's, he's worked through some sadness with it, but he was only four. And so literally at the end of this walk, he just starts crying and telling me that he misses Jackson, our cat. He wishes Jackson was here. He just kept saying, I feel so disappointed that he's not here. I feel so disappointed that he's not here. And he's just crying and crying. And, you know, there's a part of me that honestly just wanted to kind of brush through that moment and be like, let's go inside and have a movie night, you know, like, which there's nothing wrong with that. Sometimes you just have to be like movie night, you know, but like, it was like the Holy Spirit was like, you, you know what, this might not seem like that big of a deal to you but it's a big deal to him. It's the biggest loss that he's ever gone through. And this is a holy moment where I got to like help invite the Holy Spirit into that pain. And so in those moments, when those moments come up with our kids, where we see them like dealing with disappointment, dealing with loss, like just dealing with a difficult friendship, you know, dealing with something um, unkind that somebody has said, my book talks about like a bully and like the unkind words that the bully speaks to the child. And that's why he starts believing lies, you know? And so Mm -hmm. our kids will hear lies from other kids about them and their identity. And so it was like, we get to be on the proactive when we see those little like pain points come up in their hearts. Those, I like to call them heart flags, you know? You see, it might be anxiety. It might be fear. It might be like my son grief. I was seeing grief come up in him because grief is a process. It just doesn't go away in one second. And so we just like sat on the couch for a few minutes and I said, Hey buddy, I just, just say this after me. And this is where we get to model to our kids and teach them how to talk to God. Just say, I just said, Jesus, I give you my disappointment. Just say Mm -hmm. it with me. Jesus, I give you my disappointment because that's what we ultimately have to do with our disappointment and our pain and yes. anything we're going through. We have to give it to Jesus. He died on the cross for it. He an, it's enough. We can give it to him. And he said it. And I said, okay, buddy, now I want you to ask God, like, God, what do you have for me instead of my disappointment? And wow. so he asked God that question. And that's the exact same question I've asked God 5 million times in my own healing journey. God, what do you have for me instead of whatever it is, my grief, my sorrow, my disappointment, anxiety, whatever fear. Um, And he always has something good for us. And so I, I had him ask that question to God and he just sat there and he's like, I don't know. I don't know what God is saying. I'm like, okay, that's okay. That's totally fine. Um, I like to normalize that with my kids that like, you might not always hear something from God that's okay. It's normal. And so I said, why don't we ask again? You know, because I've asked God the same question many times and that's okay. You know, we're just all learning how to hear his voice and access him more. And so he asked, asked again, and he was like, I just, I still don't know mommy. And he was crying. And so I said, that's okay, buddy. I asked God what he had for you. And that's where we get to come in as parents and we get to really speak truth into our kids' lives. And that's Mm -hmm. honestly why it's so important that we as mamas are like dialed into the word of God and like seeking the voice of the Holy Spirit in our life, Mm -hmm. because we do get to have this opportunity to speak life into our kids. So I was like, you know what? God said that he has joy for you and peace because I had been asking God, you know, and he said, okay, you know, and, and I could just see like his heart lift, you know, like I could Mm -hmm. see the heaviness lift and he was just like able to move on with his night and what he had because he had received that truth. And 
and, and I also just prayed over him, the, just the comfort of the Holy Spirit, you know, and, and at the end of that, I always like to ask my kids what they're feeling or hearing, you know, because I'm curious one. And yeah. then also I want to be able to guide them better, you know? And so I was like, buddy, what are, what are you feeling when mommy's praying for the comfort of the Holy Spirit? Are, are you feeling God? And he's like, yeah, I feel him. I feel him. You know, I feel mm-hmm. his comfort. And so I just want to encourage the moms out there that like, it will happen just Sometimes in the craziest moment, <laughs> more often than not, idea, more often than not. And, but like, just be listening to those Holy Spirit nudges where the Holy Spirit is saying, just stop, address this pain, because then it doesn't become a foothold for the enemy. Because I really believe that, like, as my son has gone through this journey of grieving the loss of his cat, which, you know, I know that unfortunately he's going to go through things in life that are harder than this, right. um, which I hate, but it's just reality. But I'm like, man, right now, as a seven-year-old, if he can learn how to give his disappointment to God and receive something in exchange, if I'm showing him as a mom that the place that you go for comfort is God, you know, it's not snacks, it's not a new toy, it's not just like zoning out, like where we go to when we're in that raw pain is Jesus. We go to Jesus. We invite the Holy Spirit to meet with us and speak to us. And so it doesn't mean that like your child may or may not, like I said, hear God, you may or may not hear God. You might not know what to do in that moment. But even if you don't know what to do, I encourage you to find a scripture. That's where like, man, I'm a big fan of the Bible, the word of God, because like it always has truth for us, you know? And so like, if I was like, I don't know what I'm hearing. I don't know what my son is hearing. You know, like I would have like, just grabbed my Bible and been like, we're going to find a scripture about comfort because this, the Bible is true. It's always true. It's living and active, sharper than two edged sword. It always has truth for us. And so that's just a way that we can kind of navigate those conversations with our kids in the flow of life. Oh, that's fantastic. I love so much of what everything that you've just said. And it just gets me so excited because what you're describing for us is Deuteronomy six daily discipleship with your kids, mm, yeah, which is right. what we're called to do. And in this world who seeks to keep us busy and distracted from mm-hmm. every different direction and the enemy who is delighted to cause us to miss those moments, because right. here's what I love in this example that you just gave charity. You didn't just listen to his problem and fix it for him. Right, right. You listened to his heart and you went through a process of guiding his heart and pointing him to the Lord and mm-hmm. then to God's word. Mm-hmm. My goodness, that is just, it is so phenomenal and so profound and yet so simple if we'll slow down to do right. it. Right. Because nobody knows your babies like you do. Right. Nobody. Exactly. Except exactly. for Jesus, you know? Yes, and so I yes. love the point that you make that if we're in tune with the Lord and then that overflow comes out of we're sensitive to our children and we're in tune with the Lord. That is absolutely God's plan for motherhood. Mm-hmm. And absolutely you can step in from a very young age. As soon as they are really start, they are able to communicate their little feelings and their yes. fears and their concerns uh-huh. and their emotions start. Yes. You don't need to wait until they are at some level of spiritual maturity that is, right. you know, predetermined start early. I love that because you are automatically creating that place in their minds. They're hearing mama's voice, but they're also hearing the voice of the Lord. You're Mm -hmm. teaching them to speak the voice of the Lord over Mm -hmm. mama's voice. And I want to come back to that point in just a minute, but let's go back just a minute. And I want to ask you because 
I love that we're talking about teaching our kids ultimately about spiritual warfare. And they're not going to understand that until they get a little bit older and all of the things. But it is important for them to understand that they are being told lies. So, Terry, how can parents teach their kids about the enemy without scaring them? Mm, Yeah, that's a great question. I mean, (laughs) not to like plug my book, but I'm just going to give a little plug for my book. I would, I would buy my heart's garden because that's like exactly what this book does. Like it teaches kids like that you might start hearing lies in your mind. And it even says like that he starts having like scary thoughts. It doesn't like name those thoughts explicitly because, you know, we're trying to keep it age appropriate, but you know, like it shows like just kind of the struggle in his mind in like one picture in like an age appropriate way. Um, And so I would like encourage like you to get that book and use it as a resource with your kids. I've had a lot of parents tell me like, wow, this book like helped my kids explain to me that they were dealing with lies, you know? And so if you like buy a book, it might be my book. It might be another resource you have. It might just be that you tell your child a story about your own life, or you even just make up a story. I've like made up stories with my kids, you know, just about like, Hey, like specifically a child that's like struggling, um, uh, to focus at school. Like, Hey, you know, there's this little boy named Johnny and he goes to school and he wants to throw a fit. What do you think Johnny should do if he wants to throw a fit? You know? And so like, you can just like make up a story even, you know, like, Hey, there was a like, and it's totally okay. If it's like very similar to your kid's circumstance, especially if they're young, they're they're not going to know. It's fine. And so you can even just say like, Hey, like Susie is feeling really scared at night. Like, you know, why do you think that Susie is feeling really scared at night, you know? And you could even just like start a conversation like that. Mm -hmm. And um, I do encourage parents to look for like things that I mentioned before that I call heart flags in your kids. Um, And that might be anxiety, fear, some of those peripheral emotions, grief, sadness, sorrow, disappointment, Um, even just like behavioral changes in your kids where you're like, something is off here. Yeah. You know, and just like kind of in a neutral, if you can, in a neutral space, you know, not when they're like having a meltdown or like talking back or whatever, like, you know, just start a conversation simply. And if you can think about a time in your life that you struggled, like, Hey, I'm going to tell you about a time mommy was really scared of the dark. Yeah. And you know what? Like I learned to pray or I, if you didn't, that's okay. I wish I had learned to pray. I wish that I had like learned to say scripture when I was scared because you know what? That really helps mommy now when I'm scared. Sometimes mommy is scared now. Have you ever felt that way? Um, Mm -hmm. Have you ever felt scared? And that can be like a good way to like open up that conversation, just make it really safe. And when we're in that conversation with our kids, we don't ever want to be like, eh, wrong answer. You know, like, <laughs> don't feel that way. You know, you just want to like listen and, and be curious. That's very helpful. Be curious, be a student of your child. And, um, and then use that to lead that into a conversation of like, hey, guess what? I really love to focus on God and who he is more than the yeah. enemy. The enemy yeah. is real. You know, we're talking about it. He is real. I tell my kids that. Satan is real. You know, I don't water it down, but I also don't give him power and the power that he doesn't have, you know? And so I tell my kids, like you have power over the enemy. I'm like, there's like the voice of life. And so if they're like in a situation, let's just say that they're like, wanting to hit their brother because he's annoying them. You know, (laughs) like this happens in my house 
50 million times a day. You know, I try to stop and be like, okay. And I don't do this perfectly, but when I do do it, there is like good fruit from it. Like, Hey, like, okay, you just hit your brother. Do you think that that was God's idea or that was Satan's idea? And they're like, "Mm, Satan, Satan, (laughs) they know, you know, I'm like, okay, like we want to listen to our father, God, our perfect father, God, because he always gives us life. He always gives us good ideas. You know, like he's the one that brings joy into our hearts. And, um, you know, I always tell my kids, like, we want to obey God so we can have a life of peace and joy, you know? And so I just speaking some of those things over our child, it's like in like, sort of removing the punitive aspect, but like helping them understand that there is like a path that you can choose, you know, and like, it's your choice. And if you choose God and to obey him and listen to his voice, like there's going to be peace and joy and blessing in your life. And Mm -hmm. I'll even like tell them how I've seen that in my own life. And then if we follow the enemy, there's not going to be peace and joy in our life. And in a hard house, there's going to be a consequence, you know, <laughs> like <laughs> braiding your brother. You don't get to, you know, play, you don't get to watch your show, whatever. And so like, that's a way that, you know, we can teach them at that really young age, like whose voice are you listening to? Who do you think is like putting that idea in your yeah. mind? Mm. That's so good. And again, it just goes back to that intentional parenting mm-hmm. as tired as we may be. There's so yes. much piece in that, especially when you instill it from an early age, because you're giving permission for constant conversation. So they're Mm -hmm. not burying their feelings. They're not retreating and, and, you know, placing that energy somewhere else, whether it be Mm -hmm. aggression or seeking out unwise counsel as they get older with their friend groups. You are creating that safe space early on you know, to have that conversation and to, to be able to discuss these things and to draw it back to the truth of scripture. And as I'm saying these things, I want to say to you, mama, if you're listening and you're like, well, that's great, but my kid is 12 or that's great, but my kid is 18. Mm -hmm. Please be encouraged with this. Your actions speak louder than your words. And so Mm. when you are showing intentional parenting, it does not matter the age, the Lord can redeem that time. So I want to encourage you in that in this moment. And so Mm -hmm. my kids are, 14, 10, and six. And Charity, mm-hmm. you, see you have four that are seven and under. And so yeah. we're kind of in the mix of all of that in the age range. But I just love this idea. And it goes back to what I said just a second ago, that Deuteronomy six model of just as you go along the road, as you lie down, mm-hmm. as you get up, mm-hmm. you're talking about these things and you're making it a safe and open conversation and teaching them the language. Yeah, right. And then the Lord will develop the understanding within their own spiritual journey as mm-hmm. they go along the way. Yeah. But you, as your parent, are doing the job. So you talk about in your book a four-step process of mm-hmm. tending your heart and how parents can use this approach to teach their children to unearth the lies, to get rid of them and replace them with truth. So I would love for you to share that four-step pro- process with us, um, just as we're talking about the book, because I really do want to encourage uh, our listeners to check out that resource. It's going to be fantastic for their families. Yeah. And I do encourage you, even if you have older kids, I've had people tell me that they've like read it to their teenagers, just like, oh, hey, I got this fun kids book. What do you think? You know? And then it's like opened up conversations with their teenagers, you know? I love it. Uh, I like just met a a single or not a single, uh, just like a young adult girl yesterday at church. And she had like come across my book at like her friend's house because her friend was like reading it to kids. She was babysitting. And she's like, I took it and I spent time with the Lord with it. And God like showed me these lies and like sent me. I love it. I was like, all right. Thank you, Lord. You know, like, yes. and so I, I encourage your listeners, wherever you're 
kids are at, even if they're in that like teenage, that if you are tending your own heart with the Lord, then you can like be like, hey, can I share this with you? Like I was believing this lie. I think when we always come from that place of humility, no matter what age our kids are, like I was believing this lie. I was struggling with this and God showed me this and he set me free. Like you're saying, when they see like the fruit in our lives, whatever age they are, they're going to want to know like, wait, what is my mom doing? You know, (laughs) that's awesome. Or like, I see a difference in her. So encourage those parents of older kids. Um, Okay, so the four-step process, um, is the four R's, which makes it easy to remember, hopefully a little bit easier. And so the first R, um, to tending your heart is recognize. And so that's really those heart flags. Um, that's where you can write down in your own time with God. You can have your, you can have a conversation with your kids. You could have them even draw if they're younger, you could have them journal if they're older and say like, Hey, can you think of a time? And you can ask this question to yourself. I ask it to myself all the time, like even doing dishes. Can I think of a time, you know, like when I felt anxious, when I felt stressed, when I felt angry, when I have felt, man, fear, you know, that's a, wow, that's just like everywhere right now, fear, like in the last week, in the last day, you know, like we could probably all say yes to one of those things. You bet. And that's a heart flag. That's like our heart is saying, help, help me. I need help. I'm not in a good place. Okay. So we recognize that lie. We write it down or think about it in our mind. Or if your child is young, draw a picture. And um, then the second R is we repent. And so we just say, God, I am sorry. I am sorry that like, I have like been partnering with anxiety, you know, like, I'm sorry for this fear. Like, I'm sorry, like, for partnering with this. Um, Mm -hmm. And you can, you know, if your kids are little, you can break it down, like, really easy, like, you know, I'm sorry that I hit my brother, you know, or just whatever it is. Like, I'm sorry that I've been like, angry with him. I'm sorry, God. Um, And then we get to ask him, like, God, are there any lies that I am believing that is like causing this emotion? And so that's a really important question um, because like the heart flags that are going on, those are like not good things, but we're not going to actually like walk in freedom and victory over them unless we understand like the core of like what's really happening in our heart. That's and so right. usually we're believing a lie based on something, you know, it's like either a lie that somebody spoke over us. It's like something that we thought that somebody thought about us. It might just be like a wrong belief that we were like raised with. It could be a traumatic experience. It could be a change that happened. Like any place where we were vulnerable, the enemy is not nice. He doesn't play nice. He like runs in those vulnerabilities. Like my son, like my son losing his cat. That was a vulnerable place because he lost his precious cat you know? And so he has like tried to like come into that place and be like disappointment, you know, just like give disappointment to him in that place. And so that's why it's so important for us to understand like, where is this coming from? You know? And so even for myself as a mom, like recently, I feel like I've been just like easily frustrated with my kids. And so I just keep asking the Lord, like, God, what lie am I believing that's making me so easily triggered and frustrated with my kids? And I feel like the lie I've been believing is just that like, I have to have control. And so, you know, like when that lie is exposed, then we also repent for that lie. You know, we say, God, I'm sorry for believing your mom, like me struggling. Like, I'm sorry for believing that I have to be in control of my kids for everything to be okay. You know, sorry. Or, you know, whatever it is, whatever that lie is that you're believing. And a lot of times you'll see how it's connected to something like hard that has happened in life. Um, And then the next R 
is to receive. And so this is like the really fun part. You get to say, okay, God, in exchange for this lie, what do you have for me in exchange? And um, you get to receive the truth that he has. And so you just ask that question. You just have your child ask that question, just like I had my son ask God, God, what do you have for me instead of my disappointment? If it's you as a mom going through this, say, God, what do you have for me? My example, God, what do you have for me in exchange for my control, for my anger? You know, like, what do you have for me, Lord? And, And ask him. And he is always, he always has good things for us. Like, praise God. He always has good things for us. And if, you know, just like wait and see if he's speaking something. Usually if you're like, if you're like, wow, I feel like I'm still trying to figure out how to hear God's voice. Totally fine. We're all there on a journey. Um, Just like know that you're his daughter and your kids are his sons and daughters. He loves to talk to you. And Mm -hmm. usually it will be the first thing that pops into your mind and how Mm -hmm. I can like know if it's God's voice is if it aligns with scripture if it aligns with the character of God that we find in scripture and if it's encouraging, you know? And so if you're like, I feel like God is saying that he has shame for me. Okay. eh, Not from God. You know, like we just know that's that's not his character. He doesn't have shame for us. Um, And so we're like, okay, I just ask again. And so then you can just write that down or if it's a kid, draw, draw that out or just like treasure it in your heart. If it's you at the sink doing the dishes like me, you know, and um, then you get to rejoice. And, oh, and I was going to say, I'm sorry, on the receiving side, if you're like, I don't know, you know, I also encourage you to always look for a scripture. Yeah. Ask God for a scripture because scripture is going to be a solid place we can stand, even when our feelings like aren't lining up, you know, and we're like feeling the anger again, where, you know, whatever our child is dealing with fear again, we, it's so powerful to have our kids like hold on to scripture to help them memorize it for us to memorize it because that's really the solid rock we can stand on when our feelings aren't lining up or we're in that similar struggle again. And so, and then we get to rejoice. And I just like encourage you to like tell somebody, you know, if it's your kid, tell a sibling. Um, If it's, you know, you tell a friend, text a friend, like, Hey, I was struggling with, you know, for me, I was struggling with anger with my kids. God gave me, you know, he gave me his peace in exchange. You know, he gave me, he gave me the truth that like, he loves my kids more than me, you know, which I feel like he's been speaking. He loves them more than me. He is, he is in control of their lives. And so, you know, share it with somebody and rejoice in it and just treasure that truth that God gives us like the most precious treasure because it really is, you know, and we want to train our minds. I mean, I'm not a uh, psychologist or psychiatrist. I'm not like a mind specialist, (laughs) but I do know from my own life and from reading from other people that are experts in the human mind that like, we believe what we think about. And so that's why God tells us to think about things that are true, lovely, pure, excellent, praiseworthy, you know? And so like, That's why we write it down, what God tells us. That's why we like put the sticky note on our mirror of the scripture we're like clinging to. It's why we like keep a note in our phone of the promises of God so that we can just come back to it over and over and over again, you know? And um, yeah, I encourage you to do that. Oh, that's so good. And, you know, it's a really good reminder because you think about us as adults, we have to write these things down. It's a constant reminder for us. And so how Mm -hmm. much more do our little disciples need that reminder even more than we do? Because Mm -hmm. you you think, okay, I've achieved a certain level of spiritual maturity, you know, or I've come this far in my walk with the Lord. So this shouldn't be a struggle anymore. And yet it is a struggle because we're still Uh broken and we're still Mm -hmm. on our journey with the Lord. Mm -hmm. And our little people that we're discipling are way back further in the line. Yeah. Yeah. And so 
And that's such a good reminder. Just even as I'm saying that, I'm like, oh, I need to remember that for my daughter who melted down this morning. And I was like, mm-hmm. oh. Um, yeah, but, you know, it is. It's such a good reminder. And I love that it's just a recurring pattern and kind of a second nature practice that you have established right. as an example yes. for us in this resource. And that's why I am so looking forward to incorporating this with my family. I can't even tell you. It's another reason why I was so excited that we connected and you were able to share this with us today. Because here's the thing, something that the Lord has really been convicting me of in my motherhood journey lately is I feel this pressure to like cram all of this wisdom mm, into my face. Yes. Uh-huh, Instead yes. of it being just a part of the culture of our family, mm-hmm. the way mm-hmm. that you're describing, right. I just want to cram it all in, especially for my son who's 14, about to be 15. And I'm like, the clock is ticking <laughs> into manhood here. And yeah. I'm like, there's yeah. all these things that you need to know. And so I'm like, <laughs> and then it's just like lecture mom rather or preaching uh-huh. mom rather yes, than yes. just going along the way, the way that Deuteronomy six model has for us in scripture. Right. And so I really began to realize how forceful my voice was in the lives of my Mm -hmm. children. Mm -hmm. And I became convicted because it was like, oh dear, what if my voice is louder than the Lord's voice? Mm -hmm. Because while my intentions are good and my heart for them is good, God's is better. Right. Yeah. So I would love to hear from you just how you can encourage me and us as moms. <laughs> to really, I mean, honestly, I'm learning as we go here. I'm yeah. not I'm all figured out here, guys. I'm oh man, me neither. <laughs> I mean, you know, that's why we gotta have these conversations. Yes. But, you know, how can we really encourage a balance for us yeah. as moms? We obviously mm-hmm. we are called to speak into the lives of our children. We're called to steward them in their own walk with the Lord as they choose him. We provide everything we show him. We were, we give example, but yet ultimately they have to make the choice for him on their own. Yeah. Um, but we don't want our voices to overshadow the voice of the Holy spirit in their lives. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I love your resource in talking about teaching them how to seek his voice and what that yeah. looks like and then showing by example. But Talk to us about that balance between right. our, speaking our own voices over our children and the danger of that overshadowing the voice of the Lord in their lives. Mm, yeah, man. Well, I'm just convicted by what you had to say. I'm like, yes, I need to be careful with that too, because I can definitely get on soapbox mom mode for sure. I mean, I think number one, like it comes back to something we were talking about is slowing down. Yeah. Because like, I just, you know, like lecture mom comes when I'm in a hurry. I just want you to do what I need you to do right now. You know, even if it's just everybody get their shoes on, you know, like that needs to happen. Like, why is this so hard? You know, and it's, and then it's like, I'm so tempted to go into like, you shall obey your parents mode, you know, like this is why you need to obey, you know, like instead of like, just like stopping and breathing and like taking a moment to being present in the situation and and even just asking the Holy Spirit how I should respond. I think that's like a big one that, man, I like, I'm just, I'm preach, honestly, just preaching to myself. I'm like, yeah, I need to ask the Holy Spirit more. How should I respond in this moment? Yes. Because our kids are so different as we've like talked on and as all yeah. the moms, you know that, you know, your kids better than anybody. Mm-hmm. Um, like they are so different. And so that's where it's like, this really vulnerable, beautiful tension, honestly, that we walk in as moms with yeah. in partnership with the Holy Spirit. And that's why I'm like, I can't even imagine being a parent without the Holy Spirit. I just can't. Oh, seriously. Yeah. Because like, I don't have enough wisdom on my own. I don't have enough patience. I don't have enough right. love, but like really the wisdom to understand, like, there's just been moments where I feel like the Holy Spirit is like, you just need to say this you know? And if I like stop and then say this or address it in that way, it just goes so much better. But if I'm like in a rush and I'm in control mode, then like, I'm not 
asking the Holy Spirit what to do. And then everything inevitably implodes, you know, and, right. <laughs> and, then, and then the Holy Spirit is telling me to apologize to my kids. And then that's what I'm having yeah. to do. And hey, that's okay. Like my kids are learning. They don't have a perfect mom. But right. um, yeah, I really just encourage you no matter what stage your kids are at to ask the Holy Spirit what to do. And then also to just kind of be mindful. I have been learning about this because my kids are in a uh, classical model school and they talk a lot about like the different stages of learning and development and maybe other models of education do too, probably. But, you know, right now they're in something called the grammar stage, which is like, it's all about input. You know, if you think about like, they're listening to tracks, learning their addition, you know, like over and over and over again, like they're listening to like history facts over and over and over again. You know, it's just, it's, feels like this like information dump overload on them but it's actually because right. their mind right now is like wired to just like receive a lot of information and to yeah. remember it like to remember facts and so that's why like in this stage you know like I'm really passionate about like being very like intentional about like okay repeat after me you know like Got, you know, like showing them like, this is how we pray, you know, like I'm not yeah. perfect, you know, but like I have been walking with God for a while, you know, like I can teach my kids how to pray. I can teach them how it's simple. Yeah. I can like speak confidence over them. Like you can hear God's voice, you know, in those moments where they're like, I don't know. I'm like, that's okay. But I know you can hear God's voice and this is what he's saying. And that's why I do encourage parents of any stage, you know, to always ask God, what are you saying to my child? Because yeah. like really when they're young like that, you really are the voice of truth in their life. And like, right. wow, what an honor and a responsibility, you know, it's like definitely holy ground, but we do yeah. get to like speak truth in their mind over and over and over again. And if we're speaking the truth that we've found in God's word, that's going to bear good fruit in their life, like no yeah. matter what. So I encourage you, if you're speaking truth over your kids, you're speaking the truth over who God has made them to be. You're asking God, even there's been times when I've been a mom, when I've been like, I'm really frustrated with this kid, God, honestly, I just am like, please tell me, how do you see this kid? How have yeah. you made this child to be? And that's for any age, you know? Oh. Um, and like when God tells me I've made this child to be like this, this is what I have for their future. You know, this is their destiny in me and in God. I'm like, oh, wow, I have so much more patience for them. You know, like, oh, wow, I'm so excited about their life, you know, and what God yeah. has. And when you get to speak that truth over them that you're receiving from God about their lives, like it just becomes like, a, you know, in the, those young ages, no matter what age, but it just becomes this like, record in their mind that's like filled with truth like oh well my mom told me that I'm a mighty man of God which is something I tell my kids all the time you are mighty man of God mm -hmm. you know even when they're like misbehaving I'm like hey guys a mighty man of God doesn't behave that way and guess what yeah. you are a mighty man of God so call up your kids when you're talking to them to who God has created them to be you know mm -hmm. like I think it's easy to get in the mode of like don't do that stop that's wrong yeah. you know instead of being like okay that we do have to correct our kids and be like no don't do that right. and then remind them no who you're created to be is a mighty man of God who you're created to be is a mighty woman of God or whatever phrase God gives you and yeah. this is how a mighty man and woman of God acts and so it, you know, it kind of gets to the heart. And then as our kids move on, you know, into junior high, they get into like the, the logical and then the rhetoric stages. And those stages really are about that, like questioning, you know, like stage, they want to like understand things for themselves. themselves. What do I believe they have those like deep questions. And so if you have kids in that stage, and I like actually have a professional background in working with college students. And so like, college students are like really have they're in that stage as well of like yeah. just like wrestling and those questionings and so I just encourage you as parents and as someone that's worked with a lot of college students 
is that like, don't get scared of the questions, you know, like see the questions or even see their pushback against you and what you might be believing um, as an opportunity. It's an opportunity to engage their hearts. It's an opportunity to share from your own life, you know, and it's an opportunity to just say like, Hey, be asking the Holy Spirit, what do you have to say to my child right now? And um, speak that truth over them. They might be like, whatever, mom, you know, or like, that's not true. I don't believe that. But it matters. It makes a difference because truth, truth will always stand. We know that the Bible, it will never go away. It is the truth. And Jesus, he is the way, the truth, the life. He will never go away. He will never change, you know? And so like when we're like leading our kids in that and we're speaking that truth over them, no matter what stage they're in, it's going to like address like the stage of like their mind and their development that they're in. Yes. I love so much of what you just said. And I want to spend so much time unpacking it. We need to wrap up our conversation in the episode today, but my goodness, what I'm hearing is this beautiful intended partnership Mm -hmm. between the Holy spirit and parents. Yes. And how that filters down by example to our children, which mm-hmm. is exactly what the Lord intends for us. And it takes so much pressure off, I believe, yes. for us as parents yes. when we're operating in that space, because I am very much like you, Charity. I struggle with that control component. And it mm-hmm. is something that just my flesh reverts back to over and mm-hmm. over and over again. And every time I go there, it always brings a yucky response. It's always something that I end up having to go back and apologize to my Mm -hmm, kids for. mm -hmm. It is never the intention of my heart and how I want to be as their mother. And so that beautiful partnership between the Holy spirit and the power and the pause and being able to recognize, and then the power of our words of being intentional to speak truth over them and to them on a daily basis. And how that is the Lord's heart for how we are to to model his parenting over us mm-hmm. as our perfect mm-hmm. heavenly father. So I love yeah. how you just tied all of that together. And I want to encourage our listeners as we're wrapping up our conversation today to go and get a copy of these resources. I, like I said, I cannot wait to dive into this with all three of my kids and just incorporate this practice because it is just so practical. It's so uplifting And it is such a phenomenal offensive weapon that we can begin to employ in our families, no matter the age and stage of our kids to combat the lies that the enemy is inevitably going to be speaking to our kids and to our hearts as parents. So we can stop that pattern. We can stop that attack. We can stop that crazy cycle that the enemy wants to keep us on and we can operate in perfect peace in partnership with the Holy spirit. So Mm -hmm. share with us as we're closing out, how our listeners can connect with you and where they can get your resources that we've discussed today. Yeah. Well, you can find me at charityrios.com. Um, and I would love it. I wanted to just personally invite each of your listeners to join my email community. And I send something out every other week called tending tips. And so what it is, is it's just simple, spiritual Christian practices. Like we're talking about to really expose those lies and get rid of them and receive God's truth. And then on the other Tuesdays, I just send like a Fun. It's called the Mama Playdate email, and it's all the fun things we would chat about if we were at the park together, eating snacks and trying to fit in a little conversation here and there. Um, and so I would love it if y'all joined um, my community. I know Summer will drop the links in. It's just charityrios.com slash tending tips. And then she'll also put a link in there. Um, I have some free resources for parents. Um, they're fun activities that go along with the book. And so, and there's also some like scripture memory cards that your kids can color. And so that's a fun way to get them excited 
about like memorizing scripture as well. Um, and so she'll link all of those in the show notes, but would love to connect with you there. Yes, yes, I absolutely will do that. Because I want you to be able to access this quickly and easily and to be able to, hey, we've got the holidays coming up. So this would be a perfect gift for your family to be able to start the new year out with this new fresh practices to just really breathe life and the Holy Spirit into your family life. So Charity, thank you so much for being with us today. I have just been so blessed by our conversation and your wisdom with this topic. And I am just really, really hopeful that all of our listeners are going to take advantage of these resources and engage with you in the coming days and weeks. Oh, thank you so much, Summer, for having me on. It was a blast. You've been listening to the Love Where You Are podcast and my latest series, Lies Good Moms Believe. I pray you've been blessed by this conversation with Charity today as she encouraged us to keep God at the forefront of our daily conversations with our kids, to speak life into them every chance you get, and through this, establish a healthy identity and greater protection against the attacks of the enemy in their lives. And now let's pray as we close out this episode. Lord, would you help me to teach my kids about the enemy and the lies that he speaks to them with absolute authority, confidence, and assurance of your power over any lies he tries to whisper to them. I ask you to guard their hearts and minds in Christ Jesus and give me the wisdom to know when to speak and when to point them to just listen to you. God, I ask for divine protection over my children as they grow to know you and learn your ways and your will for their lives. Help me to guide them and be found faithful to always point them back to you and your love for them. In Jesus' name, amen. Be sure to head over to today's show notes for all the links to connect with myself and today's guest, as well as scripture references mentioned, my favorite takeaways from the episode, and links to grab your copy of My Heart's Garden. If you were blessed by today's episode, please hit that subscribe or follow button, rate the podcast, and share it with a friend. I hope this series has ministered to your mama heart, and I can't believe we are through 13 weeks of lies good moms believe. I pray these conversations have been and will continue to be a resource to help you realize the lies of the enemy and break free from them with confidence as you go out to be the mom that God has called and empowered you to be. And so until next time, remember, God loves your kids even more than you do, and his plan for them is good. What God ordains for your children, the enemy is powerless to thwart. Teach your kids the victory that is theirs through Christ. Lean into him, point your kids to him, and sit back and enjoy this beautiful and yes, messy and tiring journey of motherhood. And allow me to say it one more time for this series. Yes, friend. You are a good mom.